We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a Wild Card Weekend edition of the DFS OGs podcast here on Roto-Grinding, presented by our friends over at FanDuel. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our DFS OGs contest over there, so we want to thank FanDuel for that. Uh, we'll highlight some of the big winners uh, in our season-long contest uh, as we go along with the show, but let me bring in my boys here. Always an exciting weekend of football. Noto and Chop. Noto, we'll start with you. No, no, you made a run at Chop, so we'll, we'll, we'll just spoil that right away. Chop uh, took down our season-long bet uh, between the three of us as, as much as we tried to to get him to to fall and get him to uh, let us let us climb back in. You made a run at it there, coming up a little bit short. But all in all, a successful year in the bets for all of us. Uh, I think uh, that the OGs contest, you ended up finishing 12th, so congrats on that. Welcome in, buddy. How we doing? Yeah, doing good. Uh, bubbled in the contest like I thought I would. Uh, bubbled in the betting contest as well, which uh, was to be expected. But yeah, uh, props to Chop. I mean, I think you put together six or seven straight weeks, uh, you know, of at least uh, seven or eight wins. So yeah, it was going to be tough to catch him. We did our best, uh, but congrats there. Congrats to everybody that finished in the top 10 of the OG contest. I had the guy that won, that won uh, reach out to me and say thanks for, you know, helping him along the way. Um, so he was, he's got to be swimming in the money, get an extra 5k plus all those caches from, uh, you know, the weekly contest. And then got a lot to talk about in the NFL too. My Jags came through, hooked up all those teams. Um, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I can't believe the Colts lost more than the Jags won, but, uh, yeah, that, and then the, the, uh, the charger game. I mean, that was, uh, that was a crazy ending. Everyone, I, I thought for sure it was going to a tie, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, Jags money line for you last week. No, but uh, one of my one of my friends ended up doing a Jags money line parlay with the tie. Um, he parlayed the tie for the Charger game, so that was looking real good there till the very end. Uh, that would have paid pretty good too. 
Our boy Dre had that at scores and odds. Uh, he, he threw up the Jags pick, uh, you know, not during the game or when it was looking good. It, that was his pick of the week. So I believe it was a, a plus 700 winner. So uh, make sure you guys are checking out scores and odds as well. Uh, just tons of, of betting information, trends, histories, analytics, uh, and premium picks. NBA, NFL, been on fire. So uh, check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, let's get to our uh, victor. We don't know Chop's a humble guy. He's just going to, yeah, great, I won. You know, we're not, we're not going to get any, any big fireworks or celebrations. He's just doing his thing. Chop, congrats on the win. How was week uh, 18, and how we doing, bud? Week 18 was good. Uh, finally finally did something on DraftKings meaningful, so uh, that was good. And then, you know, I was sweating out the picks on Sunday, and Hopefully, hoping uh, Derek wouldn't catch up to me. He was getting real close there in the afternoon. So, I don't know. It was a good Sunday, man. I can't complain for sure. So, we'll just put that to bed. Chop ended up winning by one uh, over Derek. So, uh, final standings there. Chop uh, 114. Derek 113. And I was sitting at 108. So, you know, made a little bit of run there, but uh, too little too late. Uh, but all in all, a pretty solid year on the picks. But, uh, we are here to break down the, the wild card weekend. And the first time this thing's stretching over three days, guys. We got two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and a Monday night game. So uh, plenty of ways to, to bet on these games, obviously. So we'll give you our favorite bets in each of these games. Uh, DFS, a million different slates to play. Uh, likely more focused on the Saturday only, Sunday only, Monday. There are the six-game slates, but... Uh, tons and tons of ways to play here over at FanDuel and of course to bet on these games in the FanDuel Sportsbook including uh, those single game parlays which can be a lot of fun parlay up a few different things player props total spreads things like that uh, throw it all together for a nice return uh, on your bets. so check that out today but guys let's dive in first game uh, Saturday afternoon 4 30 Eastern Vegas and Cincinnati the latest lines here out of the FanDuel Sportsbook we got Ve- or Cincinnati five and a half point favorite. So this thing's come down a little bit from opening big total here at 49. So chop, we'll start with you. The Raiders uh, survived uh, that crazy Sunday night game. Looked like they were, they were happy with the tie and then Staley calls that timeout. They end up kicking a field goal. Uh, and that's the difference uh, in the game as it goes to overtime. So thoughts on that. Was that the right call? Do you think they would have went to a tie and then eyes forward here? Uh, you know, a tough spot for the Raiders here. Derek Carr, not a traditionally guy that plays well uh, in the cold, very cold up here in the North Cincinnati, obviously gets Burrow back. It's mixing back uh, playing at a very high level here. So uh, chop the Raiders have any chance uh, in this game here in Cincinnati this week? Sure. They got, well, they got a chance just because you got to give them credit as to what they've done here this year, the things that they've overcome, they've shocked me. I didn't even think they were that good of a football team to begin with. And then they they had their coach get fired for the things he did halfway through the year. That was an obstacle. To have your best playmaker on offense then go down in the way he went down, not even a football type of thing going on with Henry Ruggs, they overcame that and they still ended up closing out the year, beating the competitors – that were their closest guys to, you know, knocking them out of the playoffs. It's not like it was handed to them with an easy schedule there those last couple of weeks. They went Indy, into Indy, and then they had the Chargers, and they beat them both back-to-back to get in. So much props to the Raiders. They can definitely pull off the upset, but I don't think they will. But before we even – yeah, you talked about that Charger game. Man, I'll tell you, 
I just, just I gotta, I'd have to throw this one out there. What a terrible job of coaching for Brandon Staley. Just terrible, man. I get it. You're a smart guy and you want to act like you're smart. And I don't mind the going for twos all throughout the year here and there. I mean, but the whole point of analytics is to uh, is to not pound certain ideas over and over and over again. It uh, should be to uh, put your team in the, what gives your team the best opportunity to win games. Like what ups the percentage, even if it's just a little bit, what ups the percentage on you winning a game? Is it going forward on fourth and one at the 40 yard line? Maybe. I don't. So I think everything's kind of a different. I don't I don't think it's just a yes or no answer. But I do know this. I think you actually lower your odds of winning a game when you go for it from your own 18 yard line or 19 yard. I think you're actually lowering your chances of winning a game. I think you're out there. I think he outthought himself too much a lot of times this year, but especially in that last game. So. Yeah, he needs to readjust some of his philosophy, but it was a good game. Do you think that timeout? Do you, do you think the Raiders would have played no, for a tie? I think that's. I'm not going to knock him on the timeout. I'm not going to because I don't think that had any bearing on it. The Raiders were going to run the ball before the timeout, and they were going to run the ball after the timeout. The Chargers just needed to make a stop, and what got them all year long was not being able to stop a run and play. I mean, against everybody, they couldn't stop the run. And they couldn't stop it on the very last play of the year, the second to the last play of the year. You stopped if you stop him at the line of scrimmage for a one-yard gain or no gain, something like that, they probably don't even try a 55-yard field goal. Like that's now you're talking about getting things blocked or getting having to come up short and getting it returned. They may just go ahead and take a knee at that point. Who knows? But you couldn't stop them. You set them up for like a very makeable field goal because you just couldn't stop the run. So it's not the timeout that they got me. I think the timeout was fine. You call a timeout and tell tell your defense, hey, they're going to run the ball. Let's play for the run here. Be aware of it. And you come out of the timeout and you still give up eight yards or nine yards or whatever that was to, to Jacobs. Yeah, man, you got what you deserved at that point. You couldn't stop the run all year, and you couldn't stop it on the second, on the most meaningful play of the year, and that was that. So, no, not the timeout, but the going for it on four down from your own territory. That's just, that was ridiculous. But hey, Raiders have done it all year long, have, have proven people wrong all year long, credit to them. But I think they're overmatched here. I think the Bengals are a, a hot team that's going to, that's going to like just put it, I just think they're going to put it on them. I guess we got to look at weather in all these venues because I've heard there was some really weird weather going out there in some of these places. But, uh, you know, if weather holds up, Burrow, I think, picks apart this defense. I like I like the whole offense. You, Mixon could, you know, we've seen Mixon do two, three touchdown games this year. So uh, Mixon could get there. Burrow and his targets could get there. He's got a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, I believe Bengals put it on him in that aspect. It's a, it's a six-game slate. Well, I'm playing the six-game slate. Props to the sites because they gave us a choice. You can play the two. You can play the three on Sunday. You can play showdowns. Or they actually put decent pools out there for the full six gamer, which is what I like to play. So uh, I won't have a ton of Raiders in that six gamer. I'll have plenty of Bengals. That's where I'm at, and, and I like the Bengals here. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna track these picks, even though the the betting is over. See if we land on any of the same ones for our parlay. Uh, I'm gonna go on the other side of this one, Chop. I, I think the Bengals win. I, I don't disagree. They're the better team, but the Raiders all season long have found themselves in close games, uh, whether win or lose. And, and they've come out on the right side of a lot of them, but they tend to take things uh, right to the wire here. You do worry a little bit about Carr. I'll pull up the weather here uh, from our boy Kevin Roth. Looks like about 30 degrees. Uh, wind's not much of a factor at about nine, but 
Uh, maybe Derek has the stats. I know I saw this uh, earlier in the week, but Derek Carr, like I mentioned, has been terrible uh, in cold weather games. And when you look at him as a DFS play, this guy's not thrown more than two touchdowns and only like one time in the last seven games. And he hasn't thrown more than two touchdowns all season long in a game. So you don't get a ton of upside there. Questionable tags for, for Jacobs and Waller. I think they're both going to be fine here. Uh, they both play. You actually have people asking in the chat shop. Our boy Josh wants to know if you're playing Darren Waller. He knows how much you love you. Uh, some Darren Waller, but uh, I think the Raiders uh, long, long way around this. I think the Raiders keep this one close. I think that's why you see that spread tick down a little bit. I think since he wins, I love mixing in this spot. Raiders been terrible against the run can always stack this Bengals passing game uh, and plenty of ways to run back this Vegas team, whether it's Jacobs, whether it's Hunter Renfro, who's been outstanding, especially on DraftKings, uh, or even a Darren Waller knock out a tough tight end position. Uh, I'm going to go with Vegas uh, in the points here, but love Cincinnati. Uh, for DFS this week, Derek. Yeah, I like Cincinnati too. A um, couple thoughts on uh, the timeout situation. I mean, look, I know the play clock, play clock was running down. I know the Raiders were going to have to run another play, but man, it sure felt like, you know, both teams were just playing for a tie at that point. And then uh, a couple of the Raiders even said, you know, once the Chargers called that timeout, they were like, okay, wait a minute. If the Chargers are going to try to win this game, you know, maybe we should just uh, try to end it right here. And then, I don't know, it just felt like a big shift in in thinking uh, for the Raiders once once that, you know, timeout was called. So who knows, uh, you know, if they would have ran the play, maybe they would have got the first down and kicked the field goal anyway. But, man, it just it just felt weird. It sure seemed like both teams were kind of going for a tie there at the end. And then, you know, Chop mentioned the analytics. I was going to ask you guys about this in the uh, national championship game, the football game. Uh, Georgia went up eight, or they went up seven, and they could have gone for two to go up nine with like two minutes to go. Um, do the analytics not support this? I don't ever see a team, you know, try to go up two scores. Um, they just kicked the extra point to go up eight. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I, I like to get it to eight. I mean, then, then you're forcing the other team to, to go for the two. I, I certainly see the other side. I, I would not strongly disagree with anyone trying to make it a game where, you know, you, you put it to nine. Now the game's pretty much over, but. I mean, putting it to eight, you put that team uh, at, at, a, at a disadvantage there as well. I guess going for two, you don't get it. You're still up seven. Uh, you still end up with a tie. So, Chop, thoughts on that? I don't, I don't mind pushing it to eight, though. I think it's one of those situations where it's not. It's, there's, there can't be a blanket statement there for that situation. If, if, uh, if that was the pros and we're facing Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or something along those lines, let's get to, let's get to nine. Because, you know, these guys, are they, if they come down and score a touchdown, they're going to get the two-pointer on you. If I'm Georgia facing Alabama and I've you know, witnessed the whole game, Alabama can't find the paint. The only time Alabama found the end zone the whole night was on a fluke turnover. They can't get it. They can't, like, I'll take my chances on them not only driving down to score a touchdown, and then they have to execute again at the goal line to get a two-pointer. That's going to be tough against the Georgia defense the way it looked all night. So in that case, I'm I'm good with pushing it to eight. If I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers down on the other barrel, let's push it to nine. You know, so I don't think there's a blanket statement for it, but in that game, let's push it to eight, man, and make them make them do it to you twice. Derek, we'll get back to you on, on the rest of your analysis. Did you, while we're on this college championship, I think uh, we we felt Georgia was going to win. Did you guys see this Stetson Bennett interview the other morning? I mean. <laughs> I, I, we're on, you know, is he tired? Is he high as, as hell? Like what shop any, any thoughts on this? Cause I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, he, he was on another planet uh, during that interview on GMA. 
I actually didn't see it. I'll go Google it after the show. But I mean, I can imagine when you're 20 some years old and you just won a national championship and you were and you look like Screech and now but now everybody wants a piece of you. Like I can imagine you probably did had a pretty good time the night before. Yeah, his uh, his his team around him, you know, the the public affairs people probably should have said, ah, let, let's let's save that interview for the next day, because I'm sure you know, they were up all night partying. Well, what else would you do after you win a national championship? But go check it out, man. He He's like in a fog, like he's either overly tired or or high as a kite, one or the other. But uh, pretty funny. There's Derek thoughts on that. Thoughts on anything college football uh, and then tie a bow on this Raiders Bengals game. Yeah, it was sent to me in a group chat. Uh, I saw the picture of him, you know, in the interview. I haven't watched it yet, but, uh, you know, the guys that were in the chat had a good time with it. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to check that out after the show. Um, Chop, I just sent you your your money for the picks, by the way. So, uh, Head Chopper Sports is a, a little bit richer. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, as far as this game goes, yeah, I like the Waller bring it back um, for your Bengals stacks. You know, Waller. Played on 78% of the snaps in his first week back since week week 12. So you got to think he's going to be close to a full-time player in this one. You know, Renfro obviously is going to be a good cash game option as well. Um, just a guy that gets a lot of uh, targets. And then the Raiders are going to want to run the ball. You mentioned Carr you know, just hasn't shown a lot of upside recently. So uh, Jacobs does deserve consideration. And for the Bengals, yeah, I mean, Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins, all these guys, um, you know, kind of rate out as great plays for me. And it looks like, you know, ownership wise, uh, that's the case for everybody, too. So uh, I think this is a really good game. Um, I would never count out the Raiders because every time I think they're going to get, you know, smoked, they don't. Um, but I'm going to take the Bengals, too. All right, let's move to Saturday night. Uh, we get uh, the third installment of New England and Buffalo uh, back in Buffalo. Guys, the last time we saw this matchup, uh, we know that weather was insane. Uh, that high wind game, New England threw the ball, I believe it was three times, uh, escaped with the wind, uh, with the wind, I should say, no, no pun intended there. Uh, wind not expected to be a major factor here, but Derek, uh, according to Kevin Roth, it's going to be three degrees uh, at kickoff here uh, in Buffalo, Saturday night in Buffalo. We know how crazy that crowd can get, <laughs> crashing through tables and, and doing all that. So uh, we know it's going to be a crazy environment here. My question is, is Mac Jones – got enough to go into that environment and get it done. I mean, I don't question Belichick. I, I don't question his ability uh, to have these guys ready to go. We know he's the best. These guys are going to be prepared, but this, that's a tough spot for a rookie to go making his playoff debut a Saturday night in Buffalo, a crazy crowd, three degrees uh, on the thermometer. I, I, to me, I just think Buffalo too much for this team. New England's lost three of their last four. Uh, Derek, agree, disagree? Uh, how do you see this one playing out, Patriots and Bills? I think this game will be decided early. Uh, if the Patriots are able to have success on the ground and build a lead, then they can use their defense. They can rely on their running backs. If the Bills get out to a lead, uh, I just think they steamroll them in this one. I uh, had Buffalo the last time they faced, and that was in New England. Now they return home. You mentioned the crazy crowds. Uh, I can't wait to pull up the Twitter videos on Saturday night before the game to see all the craziness going on, uh, you know, at the tailgate there. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I like Buffalo in this spot. And from a DFS perspective, I mean, Singletary has kind of taken over this backfield. He's played uh, 82, 93, 68, 80, and 76% of the snaps for the last five weeks. They've uh, certainly gone to a more run-heavy approach when it's gotten cold and when it's gotten windy. And you mentioned it's going to be three degrees. So uh, I think Singletary is a really strong option here. He's really the only, only running back that they've been trusting in this backfield. Uh, Davis had like 14 targets in week 18. I wasn't expecting that. 
I don't know if we can expect it to continue, but I certainly prefer him as a value play over Sanders. And then uh, you can always play Allen. You can always play Diggs. Uh, For the bring it back, I think if you're playing the Buffalo, you know, to win this game, then you probably want Jacoby Myers as your bring it back. And if uh, you think Patriots are going to be competitive, then Damon Harris might be your guy. All right, let me check in on the chat here. Some some regulars piling in. Don Yeezy, uh, been with us for years, so got to give him a shout out. Josh Duck, uh, like I mentioned earlier, they're hanging out. Uh, BJ Royals, he's got eighth place uh, in the OGs contest on Fandle overall. Uh, so thanks for putting this on. It was a lot of fun. So congrats uh, to him uh, or her, Don Yeezy, uh, talking unders. And then Jason Vincent uh, asking about uh, the last time and the wind. Last time was the wind. This time doesn't look like it's going to be overly windy at all. In fact, it looks like five to 10 mile an hour. It's the temperature. So uh, I don't think you'll ever see that again in an NFL game where the team throws three times. But uh, New England's certainly going to be looking to their running backs, uh, Damian Harris, is questionable as of right now, but I don't expect him to be uh, good to go. So uh, two for two here on Buffalo Chop. Are you rolling with us here, or you think Bill Belichick's going to pull one out of his sleeve here? First off, this is just – you're a good man, Derek. I appreciate the prompt payment, but you did make the rookie mistake on PayPal. You sent it goods and services. Oh, so PayPal oh, no. took their – so PayPal took their chunk out of my end, but I appreciate the effort, though, man. You got to send that one, friends and family. You'll learn. Though. You, that's what you're really, I, you're really. I usually don't have a lot of debts. I usually get the money. Derek's never sending any money that's out. That's right. Well, that's the sign, you know, man. Now you know. Now you know. It's all good, though. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm torn on this game, whether it's whether I go Buffalo or the under. Because, like like Easy says, I mean, obviously this under could definitely hit. But uh, I think I'm going to stick with Buffalo here. I've been thinking Buffalo this whole time. I don't believe in New England. I think they've overachieved this year. I don't think I don't think they're a championship-type team. I think Buffalo is. Uh, Buffalo could definitely get to the Super Bowl this year. The cold weather, I think it favors Buffalo. Uh, you know, I don't know how Mac Jones is going to react in this stuff. I mean, last time we seen him in that windy game, which was cold also, <laughs> he threw four passes or whatever that was. Josh Allen can Josh Allen can whip it around in the wind, and it's not even windy. But in the cold, he went to Wyoming. He's fine. So I believe in Buffalo here a lot more than New England. And that's and I know my boy Kirk Deese is going to get on me. He's a, he's a New England homer, but I just don't believe in the Patriots this year as currently constructed. I think Buffalo's a, a championship team. I, I'd ride with some Buffalo started. The cold weather kind of scares me off a little bit of all the receivers, uh, but maybe you stick with one or two that you trust. Uh, with Josh Allen and Singletary and, and ride it out. If New England were to hang in this game, it's going to come on Damian Harris. So that, that'd be my, you know, if I'm stacking this in some way, shape, or form, Harris is the New England guy I want. So, uh, but I'm with Buffalo. I'm going I'm to ride it out with you guys with, with Buffalo. All right, three for three on the Bills. Sorry, Kirk Dees. Uh, you know, maybe that's a good thing for him. Everybody on Buffalo, it's good for his Patriots. But I'm with you, Chop. I, I think they have overachieved here. I think if you're just looking at them, to me, Buffalo is a, a contender in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl. I just don't feel the same about uh, New England here. Derek, I must have missed your pick uh, on Cincinnati Vegas. So, uh, what, what uh, I got both the favorites so far. Okay. All right. Let's move to Sunday. Three gamer on Sunday, starting at one o'clock Eastern. Philadelphia and Tampa Bay to lead us off. Uh, Bucks minus eight and a half, 47 on that total. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. We know Tom Brady. Playoffs, he does his thing. We know he's going to be missing some weapons here. Uh, no Chris Godwin, uh, the whole Antonio Brown saga. Uh, no Ronald Jones, but they do welcome back Leonard Fournette. 
uh, Angio Bernard. Uh, both those guys were back at practice. Uh, so sounds like they uh, will be good to go here. Question is, uh, like I always ask when, when these big favorites are on the board, does Philadelphia have any shot here? It's been a nice story to get to the playoffs. Jalen Hurts uh, has played well, uh, but this is a tough spot to, to go on the road, uh, play Tommy and the boys here. What are you doing with this one, Chop? Eight and a half on the spread here. Ah, this is such a fascinating game because uh, it's a battle, not only a battle of Philly and Tampa, it's a battle of uh, of the t- of two guys I know. It's on one end, the Philadelphia homer, Zazzy. Zazzy's a Philly homer, man. He loves his Eagles and his Sixers and stuff. So Zazzy's on one side. And the other side, Kirk Deese again. He's a Brady guy. So you got, got those two things going at each other. He's, he's already been screaming in my ear about playoff Brady and how he thinks Tampa takes him by two touchdowns. Here's what I'll say to start off. I think both these teams are very, very lucky they're facing each other. I think these are the two weakest teams in the NFC right now uh, or in the, in the playoffs in the NFC. I think they're very lucky. I think Philadelphia is a major fraud, and uh, they would have got rolled by anybody else. that In any of the other teams they would have had to face, I think they get rolled up on. I think I look at that 9-8 and eight record and those nine wins – I can't count a single good win in there. Like at the time that they played them, at the time they beat those teams, they were either if any decent team was had injuries or COVID or something. Like it's just not an impressive schedule. I think Philly's a fraud, but I think Tampa is so ripe to get beat here early in the playoffs. If it wasn't Philadelphia, if it was any of the other teams, I think Tampa could get beat in the first round. I, I just think Brady's going to struggle without Godwin and without Antonio. He might have enough to beat Philly with Gronk and Mike Evans. So that's his, that's the saving grace. But without Godwin and without uh, Antonio Brown, this team isn't going to go very far. Uh, so I'm going to give the edge to Tampa here. Uh, that's not my pick. I'm, I'm still thinking about that one. But as far as DFS, Brady, Evans, Gronk, I think they're fine. Uh, I, I struggle with Jalen Hurts in a playoff game. I mean, we've seen it before. Like you get to the playoffs and the running quarterback – they, they figure it out, you know, like we, that happened with Lamar for a couple years in a row. So I, I struggle with that one. But Tampa is very, very – one of the reasons why I think they're primed to get beat is they're beat up on defense. This is not the same defense we've seen for most of the year and that we saw for almost all of last year that stayed almost 100% healthy. These guys are these guys are beat up on defense. So, like I said, both primed to get beat. That's a lot of points. I'm going to lean on the spread. I'm going to lean towards Philly because it's just a lot of points. And I just don't think Tampa is the same team right now. But anybody else and both these teams will be taking a vacation early. All right, Derek, let's go over to you. Chop uh, has some faith in Philly. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, a guy that we can play, feel comfortable with. Uh, Two rushing touchdowns uh, when these two teams played back in week six. Uh, Didn't have to do a whole lot through the air. So we might see him have to throw a little bit more here, obviously as big-time underdogs, but I think it's the Tampa Bay side where we can pretty much play anybody in DFS, the old saying, play whoever you want, uh, that we we joke about. But uh, Brady stacked with any of these guys. I think Fournette, uh, his ability in the passing game. Uh, I'm on Tampa Bay here. I think Philadelphia, kind of like I feel about New England. It's been a nice story. I just don't know that they have enough to, to hang in this game. So uh, I'm going to go with Tampa here. Derek, what do you got? Eagles, Bucks. Yeah, my first lean was to agree with Chop. Um, you know, the Eagles kind of feel like they're catching the Buccaneers at the right time uh, with Tampa Bay being shorthanded. It sounds like Hertz is going to be healthy enough. They're going to be uh, calling some designed runs for him. I saw that quote um, earlier today. So uh, that's positive for him. Uh, you can obviously throw on Tampa. So from a DFS perspective, you know, I like all of the 
Hertz, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, uh, go there, if you will. Um, I think all those are in play. Um, and then on the opposite side, I mean, playoff Brady, you got uh, playoff Gronk. Uh, I think that's a really good combination. I think Mike Evans has a clear uh, chance for, you know, 25 to 30% of the targets in this one. So I like both passing games. And for that reason, I'm going to take the over. Uh, as far as Fournette goes, man, I don't know what to do here. I think he's going to be one of the more popular plays in DFS. Um, where do you guys put him kind of in the hierarchy of running backs this week? Uh, chop, take that one. I mean, obviously, we talked about Mixon already. We, we still got some other games that we're going to talk about. Uh, do you think people will hesitate at all here? I mean, Philadelphia decent against the run. I mean, what, what do you see his ownership looking like here, Chop? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, the. <laughs> Playing, playing the six games, how, how do you even judge that? Because, you know, whatever you think it was going to be, it could change as the games kick off the board. Like if you look and you're, you know, you're you're struggling and teams might change. I don't know how the ownership is going to look. How do I rank Fournette uh, among running or Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders, I don't believe, is very good. I think Temple will shut him down. Jalen Hurts will be the running. Leonard Fournette, I think, is uh, – I think he can get there in so many different ways. I'm okay keeping him near the top of the board this week uh, or as long as they're in the playoffs just because, especially now that they've lost pass catchers, it may be even a, a bigger thing. Like, he was just – he was crushing, man, before he got hurt. Like, he was a workhorse. So, I think Fournette's way up there. The ownership – man, looking up, looking out of, along the other games for six games, First of all, you know, we throw it out the window for a three-game Sunday. Like, who knows? Everybody's going to be high-owned. It's even halfway decent. For six games, yeah, I don't think – I think he kind of maybe falls under the radar a little bit. And no Ronald Jones uh, to deal with either. So, you know, how much are they going to work in Vaughn and Bell yet to be seen? Do they ease Leonard Fournette back in? If they get out to a lead, do they limit him at all? So, Derek, there's certainly questions with him, but he is in a good spot. Only the Raiders – I uh, have been worse against the running backs as far as fantasy points with the playoff teams here. Yeah, I've just seen a few uh, projection models, and they all have Fournette way high. So if he's going to be way popular, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. All right, Derek, what was your pick? I keep missing your pick. Over, over. Over, okay. That's what I thought. All right, uh, afternoon game. Pick. Yep, for sure. Uh, let's see. You want, it's not too late to switch here, Chop. I mean, these, these aren't no, he got, a, he no competition me. here. It's just, just, just a friendly competition. Yeah, this is for, yeah we're all, the hard work's behind us. We're, this is all friendly. This is friendly fire wow. right now. Wait, did, my, I say, did I say Ertz? Candace Reynolds is calling me out for saying Ertz. Uh, I, I heard a go dare in there. I, I know that. All right. <laughs> might, be, might be our last go dare uh, call of the season. So uh, we will be back next week as well, uh, breaking down uh, probably our last week. You get into the conference championships, we'll see. But uh, with just two games uh, next week for sure. Week after that, uh, to be determined here. So let's move on to our last game, or middle game for Sunday, I should say. Uh, San Francisco and Dallas. Uh, this one looks fun, guys. So Dallas minus three, highest total we have on the board uh, at 51 in this one. Injury-wise, uh, we'll keep an eye on Jimmy Garoppolo, as we did last week. I'd expect him to play, uh, but we're going to get the same treatment all week long dealing with that injury. Elijah Mitchell questionable, as always, the Dallas side. Uh, Tony Pollard back at practice today, so good sign uh, for him. So, Derek, we'll stay with you. We'll get to Chop here in a minute. Dallas is his team, but this one, uh, to me, the most intriguing matchup uh, on the board here this week. I mean, two teams playing very well. Dallas been dominant at home. San Francisco scratched and clawed and fought through a lot of injuries. Uh, big win at the Rams last week to find themselves here 
uh, in this spot. This spread seems a little bit low, though, Derek. I mean, we, we know home teams get three points. Yeah, this one's down to three. Why is Dallas only a three-point favorite? Does that what makes me scratch my head a little bit? So, uh, Niners, Cowboys. How do you see this one going? Yeah, if it's gonna be three, that's kind of tough. You know, right here on the screen, the chop showing it says three and a half. So if we can get the hook, uh, I might have to take San Fran. But you mentioned that both teams playing well. Uh, I do think the Cowboys are the better team here. Um, but man, it just seems like anytime you put your faith in the Cowboys, they kind of let you down. So I'm interested to hear Chop's take. Uh, from a DFS perspective, yeah, I like Mitchell quite a bit. I know the Dallas Cowboys have been tough on the run, but look at his touch totals the last five weeks for Eli Mitchell, 27, 27, 22, 21, 21. When he's active, um, you know, he's getting all the touches in this backfield. So I think he's one of the more intriguing plays of the week. You can obviously look to Kittle. Um, I don't love Debo just because, you know, I worry that, you know, his upside's a little bit limited with Mitchell back uh, and with Kittle playing so well. Um, but you could certainly look to Debo. We're going to hear a lot of, you know, Trayvon Diggs talk um, going up against Debo, but I'm not too worried about that matchup. I just worry about volume. Then on the other side, I think Cedric Wilson's kind of an interesting uh, flyer. He uh, has kind of taken over the slot uh, position for the Cowboys with uh, Mari Cooper and CD both playing on the outside. So uh, we saw him go nuts week 18. I think uh, at his price point, he's at least a little bit appealing. Uh, Zeke worries me with Pollard expected back, uh, but you can obviously play Dak with any of his pass catchers. And my pick, yeah, uh, throw it to Choppers. I'm not sure what I'm going to do here. This one is tough. Uh, I, I'm going to go the Niners here just to fire Chop up a little bit. Uh, he may play the it's his team, I'm going to bet against him type of card here. But it just when the spread seems like this, there's a reason why. I mean, Chop, answer the same question. Why are the Cowboys only three-point favorites here at home? I would say that because all I've heard so far this week since – uh, Sunday was uh, finished and they announced the matchups or we saw the match. All I've heard is what a tough matchup this is for the Cowboys defense. You know, the misdirection and how uh, San Francisco will it, slow down that speedy defense. Just a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup. That's all I've heard. So I think people are buying into that, that this is a tough matchup for the Cowboys. My question is, in the first round, who would you want to play in the NFC? Like, you don't want to play play any of these teams, right? Nope. I mean, for, when I was watching it as, it as it was unfolding late Sunday, uh, as the Arizona would switch back and forth with Leeds and uh, and Frisco and the Rams would go back and forth and went to overtime, I was watching the, the little ticker on ESPN. And for a, set, for a while, the Cowboys were facing the 49ers. And then for a while, when the ch scores changed, they were facing Arizona. And then for a while, they were facing the Rams in the first round, right? These are all potential first-round matchups. Like, I don't want to face the Rams in the first round. That's asking for trouble. I don't want to face Kyler Murray running in the first round. He's going to run more in the first. I don't want that matchup either. So who do you really want in the first round? I think Frisco's a fine match. It's as good as any years you're going to get in the NFC right now uh, outside of that Tampa-Philly game, which was never a possibility to get either one of those teams anyway. So – yeah, it's not a great matchup. You don't want to have to face Debo and Kittle yards after the catch and Shanahan misdirection and all that. But I'm fine with the, the Cowboys here. I think they have a good game plan on offense coming into it. I think they can protect, protect Dak enough to get at the secondary, which is going to be the weakness of San Francisco. And, yeah, offensively, they can be a handful with those guys I mentioned. But uh, if you jump out to a lead, it kind of – maybe it makes it a moot point, the running game. So, And that's what it's all built on. So – I'm okay with Dallas here. I think they're all in play just because I have confidence in Kellen Moore putting together a good game plan. 
And uh, I like all the Cowboys skill players here. I'd prefer Pollard over Elliott, I think, this week. You know, he got he got a rest. He's the more explosive back. I think Pollard's more more uh, prone to breaking a big play than Elliott, so I'll take the chance on that. All the receivers are in play. Cedric Wilson was a great call. He's stepping into the Michael Gallup role, but but maybe he might be even a little better than Michael Gallup. So I like that call. And on the on the run back, why not? I'll take a shot on a Debo or a George Kittle or an Elijah Mitchell. So I think it's a good game. I think the over is in play, but if you're going to give it to me at three, I'll take Dallas. It's three. According to Fandle, that's what they got it. So no no hook. But the, the three here for Dallas, I'll take San Fran. Uh, we'll get to your pick here in a second, Derek. But uh, I'm not as worried about Debo. They, they can scheme to get him the ball in so many ways. So even if he's going to see some digs, they, they get him the ball to the backfield, end arounds, jet sweeps, the just carries alone, uh, plus all the targets he's going to get in the passing game. So uh, he'd be my preferred option here. I agree with you guys that the passing game for Dallas as the way to go. Don Yeezy talking about uh, Wilson not only, not only catching it, can throw it too. So he, he can accumulate points a, a lot of ways. But he looked great last week uh, stepping into that Gallup role, like you said, Chop. Uh, he's super cheap. So if you are playing any kind of cash games, he's probably one of the first guys uh, you lock in, even in tournaments. Uh, he's way too cheap. So uh, mostly Dallas for me as far as DFS goes uh, with those running back op- or running back options uh, for the Niners, like Chop mentioned. Mitchell, fine with. Debo, I love, and I don't hate Kittle either. So, all right, Derek, uh, enough here. We need a pick from you. Can't abstain here. What do we got? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll side with Chop. If we're getting three, uh, I'll take the home team. I wanted to make one other note. Uh, Blake Jarwin's going to be back, at least it sounds like it, for the Cowboys. He's not going to have a huge role, but I do think he cuts into Schultz just enough uh, to where I'll prefer some of the other tight ends this week. Yeah, I think he was back a little bit last week, but I agree with you. You know, if they start dividing that up a little bit more, uh, it's easier to, to fade Schultz. So uh, before we move on, I want to give one final uh, spotlight to our OGs contest uh, and some of the people that uh, lasted everybody. Uh, they, they did it on the season-long leaderboard. Uh, so we'll run through uh, the top 10, all cashed. Uh, so all season long, uh, we were keeping track of these thanks to our friends at FanDuel. Top 10 scores counted. So even if you had some tough weeks, uh, those dropped by the wayside. So uh, some quick shout outs here. Jay Kalari in 10th place. Congrats to them. Uh, Melpy 2014 took down ninth, rocking that Roto-Grinders logo. Eighth place, uh, Babalu Buford, a name that we've talked about before. Uh, I believe that's uh, BJ Arroyo in the chat. So congrats to them. TS350 took seventh place. My R Jimmy 3, sixth place. Bazoon, fifth place with that RG logo. Smoothin, 20 in fourth place. Nakutki, 262 in third. Our boy JMB Wing fan uh, made a run at it uh, in second place here. But the big winner and been dominant all season long. I think most of the weeks we checked in on this leaderboard, uh, it was 4794 on top of things. They end up winning this season-long contest. I'm sure won plenty along the way, but $5,000 in additional winnings here for winning this contest. So uh, congrats to 4794 on the big win here. Thanks again to our friends over at FanDuel for setting this up, uh, helping us get this tournament established. And thank you to all of you guys uh, for joining us, playing in this tournament, uh, supporting the sponsor of the show, supporting us uh, with the show here as well. So Hopefully you guys enjoyed it uh, as much as we did, but congrats uh, to those top 10. Uh, Derek, almost 12th place. So you were close, buddy. But 4794, 
$5,000 winner you here. You got there, don't you? I'm looking. I can see right now. It's clear as day. Yep. Right this week. We, oh, we, yeah. The well, big boy. We got, a big old, <laughs> we got a big old blank spot right there, man. That could have been the week that pushed you into the top 10. Yeah, I see a couple 80s in there, a couple 90s. I, I wasn't catching 4794, that's for sure. I mean, so you look that's, at the uh, scores. Pretty solid. Yeah. That's King 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 one three in Discord is four seven nine four King okay. one three. Well, congrats to them, man! One hell of a run. I mean, they were dominant end to end. That's hard to do with as many people playing, and it's eighteen weeks uh, of games. So uh, a fun tournament. Thank you again uh, to Fandle, and thank you again to you guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that tournament. So we'll, we'll see what happens next year if we do something similar. We were talking already about. A potential uh, sports betting competition. We we had ours amongst the three of us, but uh, to bring you guys in on it as well, maybe a pick'em contest, maybe some kind of confidence pool or something. So if you guys have any ideas, uh, things you'd want to see us do, uh, please reach out uh, to any of the three of us. All right, let's move on to Sunday night, uh, Pittsburgh and Kansas City here. Chiefs, a uh, huge 12.5-point favorites, 46 on the total. So, Chop, we'll go to you here. Roethlisberger, it's been a, a nice little run here uh, over the last couple of weeks. Had that last game at home, ended well. It goes into Baltimore and wins. Uh, they shockingly end up in the playoffs uh, due to what happened uh, in Week 18, specifically uh, with the Colts, like Derek mentioned in the opening, losing in Jacksonville. But you got to think, it's probably the swan song here for Ben and the boys. Uh, we saw this matchup a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Kansas City won handily in that one, 36-10. Chop, does this one end any differently? Does Pittsburgh – Put it together. Do they have a game plan here? Do they have enough offense uh, to compete with this Kansas City Chiefs high-powered offense? So I'm torn on Kansas City as to what to think about them. Uh, there's a piece of me that thinks that they just haven't been that great this year, that they're really – that I – maybe third on my list in the AFC, AFC right now. So I really don't uh, – I'm torn on them. Uh, and, no, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to beat them. But I, I, I think it's different in the fact that I think it's more competitive this time around. Uh, and Big and big Ben, like, it, it might end up being, like, one of those things where, in hindsight, probably would have just been better for Indy to win a game, win the game somehow or whatever, and then to walk off into the sunset having just beat the Ravens in your last game. And now you got to go to KC, and now you're probably going to end your career on a loss. But, you know, that's of course, he'd, he'd rather have a shot at the playoffs, but – I don't think it's going to end well for him, although I think it's a little bit closer than last time. I don't think the offense is very good, like we've pointed out all year long. He limits their offense, doesn't do very much with it, uh, can't get the ball downfield. So it's going to be a it's going to be an issue against Kansas City's aggressive defense. I don't think Pittsburgh has the ability to beat them uh, the way they're going to play. They're going to play a lot of man to man and and make your wide receivers, make your quarterback beat, make the quarterback beat you. I don't think Big Ben can do it. So. I don't think the offense is going to be very good for Pittsburgh. Kansas City, I don't think it's going to be great either. It's going to be a tough environment with the with the weather. I think it's going to be cold again, which might limit the offense a little bit here. And Tyreek was, wow, what a surprise little scratch, almost a surprise scratch he was on uh, Saturday's game where he didn't even start the game and saw very few snaps. And he was like 80% in the two-game slates on Saturday. So, Hey, man, you got to watch that injuries because if he's not healthy, that really takes a huge chunk out of that offense. And I don't just mean out there suited up, running routes, doing calisthenics. You got to be able to play, man, and you need to be guarded and, and you know, be a threat. So it's going to be interesting. But I think Kansas City, 
is fine on offense. You can take whatever pieces you want. I, I think they squeak this one out. I'm going Pittsburgh on the spread though, because that's a lot of points. I don't, I don't think they're going to win by nearly two touchdowns. So I'll, t- I'll give, give me Pittsburgh. All right. As far as injuries go, uh, they said Tyree Kill was present at practice, so it doesn't really say if he did a whole lot. Uh, they did uh, get Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Darrell Williams back uh, at practice today, so it uh, looks like both of those guys uh, will be back uh, in action here. No practice today for Najee Harris, though. So. Derek, that's certainly a concern. I mean, if they're going to be without Harris, uh, that just makes this uphill battle uh, even that that much more tough. So uh, I like the under in this game. I agree, Chop. I think we're going to have an uglier game here. I think it will be a little bit closer. I could see a scenario if Kansas City kind of pulls away at the end. So another good I pick. I should have taken that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to mess with the spread here on this one. But uh, weather-wise, uh, about thirty degrees, so not nothing terrible. Doesn't look like any crazy winds again. Uh, check with our boy Kevin Roth, uh, the best in the business. So any weather issues, he will have you covered for sure. But uh, just an ugly game. And I, I do think it's the end of Ben Roethlisberger. Without Harris, they could be in trouble here. Uh, keep an eye on the status of Hill. Of course, if he's limited, we saw a big game for, from Nicole Hardman. We've seen Robinson pop off, uh, Pringle. So these are the kind of guys uh, in the, the three-gamer, uh, if you are playing that on a Sunday, that, that you can take shots on. But Give me the under here uh, in this one. Derek, thoughts here? Steelers, Chiefs. I'm also on the under. You guys both made great points. Um, yeah, it would have been so much better for Ben if, uh, yeah, he could have just walked off into the sunset with a win over a division rival. Um, but, yeah, uh, anyway, I think this is a Deontay Johnson type of game. Uh, Claypool is really cheap. Um, if you want to look at him, this is a game where I do expect Pittsburgh to be throwing a lot. Probably not going to be looking at Harris. Um, he just hasn't had those dump offs that he got so much earlier in the season. So that's kind of killed his fantasy value in games where he hasn't gotten it done on the ground. Um, and I just don't know if the Steelers are going to be able to keep this close enough to where, you know, they're going to run it a lot. Uh, on the other side, yeah, I mean, we've seen the running back for the Chiefs uh, in the playoffs. Just whoever it's been, it's just been crushing over the last few years. And so if we get CEH out, um, I'll definitely go back to Daryl Williams. If Williams is out, I'll go back to CEH. I have no problems targeting either one of them. Um, if they're both active, I'll probably stay away. And then, yeah, great source of value if Tyreek ends up being out. Uh, with Kelsey being the only, like, superstar in this offense is healthy, uh, I think he's one of the better tight end options as well. Uh, but overall, man, uh, yeah, it just feels like it could be a lower scoring game. So give me the under. All right, let's move to our last game, and this one, uh, interesting. This one will be played on Monday night, so you'll, this will be included in the six-gamer, obviously, but we'll also have a little showdown contest, uh, NFL stretching, a wild-card weekend over three days. So, Derek, thoughts on that? Do you like the new format here? Uh, we have the Rams minus four at home against Arizona. Big total here, 49 and a half. These two teams obviously very familiar with each other. Uh, have each one won in the series so far and have each one in the other's building. We just saw Arizona win in LA a couple weeks ago. The Rams won in Arizona earlier this season. So Derek, let's wrap it up. Cardinals Rams. And you like this game being pushed out to Monday? Do you wish they'd keep it together on Saturday and Sunday? Thoughts on that? Yeah, I love this game being pushed out to Monday. Anytime we get, you know, more playoff football, the better. So if uh, they're going to push it out, that's just fine. It gives us more slates to play. Um, I'm going to be playing, I think I'll play the six game or the two game or the three game or the showdown. Just give me all the football. Um, we only have, you know, a couple more weeks left. So I'm actually a fan of it. As far as DFS goes, man, Cam Akers, you know, they didn't, they didn't expect him to be back at all this season. 
Uh, came back last week, played 20% of the snaps, and now they're saying they want to get in more work. So I don't know if we can trust the backfield there. Uh, Connor and Edmonds, both highly questionable. Don't know if they're going to be able to suit up. Um, if one's out, the other one's going to be a strong play. If they're both active, you know, we can't really trust that situation. So give me both the passing games. Love Kyler. Uh, love Christian Kirk in this spot. Zach Ertz, um, who is not on the Eagles anymore. I think he's an interesting play. He's been racking up the targets over the last month of play. And then obviously you have Stafford and Cooper Cup on the other side. Um, so, yeah, I love this game from a DFS perspective. And I like both the passing games. And generally when that happens, I like the over. So uh, give me that. Hurts plays for Philadelphia, Derek. Ah, <laughs> oh, love it. Candace, we love you. We love you. All right, Chop, uh, finish this up here. Again, same question to you. Uh, do you like this game being Monday? I'm with Derek. Uh, spread these things out to make each game uh, its own little window here. So three days of playoff football is fine with me. Yeah, I, I, my opinion would have been different had they not put out a nice six-game slate on both sides. Like if they were if they were trying to force us to do a two-gamer and then force us to do a three-gamer and then a showdown, I'd have been upset. You know, I'd have been like, ah, this this format sucks. But the fact that they gave us a variety of options and they all had great guarantee prize pulls on them, I'm stoked about it. I, I think it's great. Now we get to like Derek said, stretch it out three days. I think that's fantastic. So. Props to the sites and props to the NFL because it is, feels fun. Uh, Don Yeezy is in chat and he was uh, talking about the unders. If you know, I'm usually an unders guy and I just haven't just hasn't clicked yet. But yeah, man, I love the unders here except for this game right here. I like the over. I think I think you're going to be putting me down for the over on this game. But the other ones in the playoff games, yeah, you can go under on all of them. And I think at the end of the week, you'll look back at the six games and go, yeah, at worst, I broke even at three three. I think the unders are really going to be have a, a solid chance at making money if you wanted to just do the whole thing, you know, like everybody go under. So, uh, yeah, done easy. That's a good strategy. But uh, as far as this game, I'm with Derek. I think uh, I think we see Kyler Murray run the ball a lot more. We're in the playoffs now. He can't hold – what's he holding back for? Uh, so I think he's going to run. I think that's going to help that offense. The Rams – They've struggled, man, on offense. They've surprisingly struggled a lot more than I thought that they should later in this year. I can't put my finger on what's been, been what's been wrong with them, but I could just hope that uh, they can get back on track in the playoffs because I think they're going to be a fun team and a tough team. Uh, but I like the passing games on both sides. Not so much the running games, but I do like all pass catchers involved. I like the quarterbacks. I like the over in this game. I think it's going to be a fantastic way to end the weekend. But yeah, I think this one could be a good shootout. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the over here as well. Derek, were you on the over on this one too? Yep, three for three. Three for, okay, I want to add that one to the card. But, uh, yeah, I mean, both these games uh, that have gone over this season, I mean, 37 to 20 back in October, uh, the one here in December, 30 to 23, I think we see a similar type game. Both these offenses are going to move the ball. Both these defenses are solid, no doubt. But uh, I don't think we get a defensive struggle uh, in this game. The return of Acres will certainly help. Uh, open up that Rams offense cup has been a monster here. No Deandre Hopkins. Uh, if anyone's wondering, they're, they're saying probably not uh, unless they make it to the NFC title game. So yeah, nice value at some of these receivers, especially Antoine Wesley has been a guy that they, they've targeted a lot, a guy people don't know much about, but uh, he could be kind of an under the radar play. Not, not a big name like Kirk, AJ green, but uh, Wesley, a name to keep an eye on, but three for three on the over here. So the parlay card, over 49 and a half in this Arizona Rams game and the Buffalo Bills minus four. So that, that'll give you a nice little 
couple days sweat as well. You get a get a three day sweat on that if Buffalo covers. But uh, that will do it here for the analysis of Wild Card Weekend, covering all six of the games. Guys, final thoughts for the people here. By the way, chop payment set in full, no fees deducted either. So uh, <laughs> got that going. But chop final thoughts. Wild Card Weekend. What do we got? I love it, man. I love it. You know, after the grind for 18 weeks, it is good to get into the the meaningful football where we're not struggling before the kickoffs, trying to figure out who's going to be out and who's going to be in. And everything seems to be back to normal now. So I'm looking forward to the weekend. And and, uh, and I love the wildcard. I've always enjoyed it. I thought it was probably one of the best weekends of football of the whole year. So I'm looking forward to it. It looks like we're going to get in under an hour or two. So this is good times. First time all season, unless Derek rambles on here in his final thoughts. Uh, we're we're going to be an hour is usually our goal, and we have yet to uh, stay under that hour here uh, all season long. So week nineteen, finally going to pull it off here, Derek. So you got ten minutes uh, to wrap about your final thoughts here if you'd like. But I'm with you, Chop. Uh, this is always a fun weekend of football. I think this year more than any, all of these teams almost you can make a case uh, to to have a shot at the Super Bowl. So. Uh, these games always a lot of fun, always a lot of drama. Uh, DFS should be fun. Plenty of ways to bet these games uh, in the FanDuel Sportsbook as well. So uh, thank you for listening. Let's get to Derek, his final thoughts. What do you got, buddy? I'm a man of few words, so me talking nine minutes straight just isn't going to happen. So don't worry about that. Um, as far as this week goes, don't forget about the late swap feature, uh, especially if you're playing that six-gamer. If you got off to a bad start, don't be afraid to you know pivot off of some of the chalk in the next games. Similar to like the Thanksgiving slate, uh, but this one's obviously prolonged an extra day. So um, a lot of options you can do uh, if you are playing that six-teamer. And then also check out the new Discord, the Roto-Grinders Discord, if you're listening. It used to be just for premium members. Now we have uh, available for, you know, all members of Roto-Grinders. We got some free section. We got some uh, premium sections. A lot of uh, our guys are in there talking strategy every single day. So uh, if you aren't in there yet, uh, hop in. It's a lot of fun. There you go. Check out Discord. We'll also have you covered on the site, uh, top to bottom here for this this wild card weekend. A uh, lineup HQ, a must. So if you're not a Roto Grinders Premium member, make sure you're getting signed up. Uh, Scoresandodds.com as well uh, for everything sports betting. Premium picks there. If you don't have the time, you just want to pop in, get get a couple winners. Uh, again, the guys have been on fire in NBA, uh, and we'll all have NFL picks up there uh, as well. So check that out. Huge thank you to FanDuel once again for sponsoring the show. We greatly appreciate them uh, and their support. The OG's contest was a lot of fun. Congrats again, uh, 24794. So we stayed under an hour. We did it. I, I could try to talk and talk and talk to, to push this over an hour, but we'll we'll cut it short here. A thank you, as always, for stopping by and checking out the show. We will be back next week uh, with the divisional round, so breaking down even more football. But uh, thanks to you guys for listening again. Best of luck. With your bets and your DFS for Head Chopper, for Notorious, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you again for listening. Best of luck this weekend, and we'll catch you next week.